Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com Cannabis Legalization News. My name's Tom. You can find me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. We have a lot of news for what happened in cannabis legalization all over the United States and beyond for the week that was October 22nd of 2023. Uh, we're going to start with the Federal Reserve. They have some news. We have some uh, news out of New York, out of Kentucky, out of Missouri, out of Maryland, out of Hawaii, uh, Georgia. We got news. We got Arizona news related to Cresco. Something happened with the United States Postal Service and us on Friday. And so we'll also update you on that. But uh, right now, why don't we kind of get into it and bring on Miggy and get started on cannabis legalization news for this week miggy what's happening man hey happy sunday we got uh looks like north kakalaki and minnesota in the house Welcome. shout out to north kakalaki and minnesota we're really looking forward to working with them next year because uh you know they are the future oh yeah yeah i got actually i got a minnesota story that you didn't catch so we'll talk about that too later 
but uh, mm. <coughs> yeah, I've been hey. I've been uh, ordering drinkables from Minnesota. I just ordered some more drinkables from Minnesota today. I can't remember the name of the brand, but it was the most budget friendly, which is really interesting. They have a, a fascinating um, uh, low THC beer. Okay, stuff that they do. Anyway, okay, lead is story. It, uh, Delta eight or what? No, no, it's Delta nine. It, but okay. then the definition of hemp allows, like again, like, this is a can of Coke. I could put up to a gram of THC in this because there's it's 355 milliliters, 355 grams. Basically, one gram would be about 0.3 percent. Damn. Okay. Right. And so, like, they're only at 10 milligrams. So, uh, mm-hmm. those those drinks are like super hemp. But we'll see what happens in the new farm bill, all that stuff. Anyway, yeah. uh, thank you for joining us. If this is your first time here, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, maybe you you saw that video that we talked about THCA and um, 2018 farm bill why it mostly legalized it but there is still a lot of what we like to call prejudice or stigma and so the federal reserve says states with legal marijuana see broadly distributed economic boost but a bump in social costs you make more money but what are these quote-unquote social costs what about the children man what about the children yeah, uh, yeah, they talk about the social cost being, uh, although some of our estimates are noisy, our findings suggest economic benefits of legalization are probably distributed while the social cost may be concentrated among individuals who use marijuana heavily. So I think it gets more into the, the addiction BS. The, well, I mean, again, people can it's be. The, it's been their marching orders for so long. That's kind of the problem. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they've been talking about how addictive it is for so long. You think they're going to stop just because they have like some good reports? Yeah. Uh, so signs of economic improvement after cannabis legalization were identified by economists. 3% average state income uh, goes up, 6% rise in housing prices, 2% bump in population. That's what Illinois needs because they've lost mm. population for years. Substance use disorders climb by 17%. Homelessness rises by 35% and arrests go up by 13% in legal states. So maybe the implication is it's bringing the wrong people to your state. That's reaching though. That 35% for homelessness. Come on. That, that's just reaching. That, that's not cause and effect. It's not proven. I, you know, society grows. Period. Yeah. And then here's, yeah. here's a, a funny one. It says that tax collection related to marijuana sales increase, but tax collections from alcohol and tobacco decline. Oh, go figure. Right. But that's, that's I mean, given to good effect. That's a state tax though, right? We're not talking a federal, uh, like good. It could do for everybody. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's one of those things where when you have a substitute good effect, they're not buying the more harmful stuff. And so the state's still making the same or more tax revenue, but then the people are not being as hurt. So you should see uh, other positive externalities, as they call it in political science, uh, appearing in data as now we can start studying it more, we hope. I, you know, I just, again, what about the children-ism type stuff or the nimbyism? Uh, this is ridiculous. Nimby. Yeah. I mean, because they're just talking about the growing legalization from state to state and like what you can expect what you can look forward to which is what increased revenue uh uh less and then that arrest issue i, I question like what's being arrested like i i don't cause it's not effect you know right on man hey brief shout out to our members like uh north kakalai 
We died her. All right. And it's got a little symbol right there. And that, Your mic's kind of going in and out, dude. It's weird. Uh, Our mic is going in and out. I think it's just like well, the, the exact spot where you're at. I don't know when you pulled yeah, back. I do move. I do move. There you go. Just you just gotta put yeah. that in there. Just like, get it all in there. I don't. I don't really like doing that. That's that's annoying. But anyway, nobody does. Nobody does. Hey, we got a we got another story. This one's out of New York. New York is reporting that they are going to elongate their application window to allow for more applications. And this is out of Beard Bros Farms. Shout out to them. They are going to extend the deadline until December eighteenth for uh, cannabis applications in New York. It was supposed to close two weeks earlier on, I'm sorry, did I say September? I meant December. December 4th was when it was originally supposed to close. Now it's going to close on December 18th. Are you part of this? Are you, do you have any clients that are, uh, you know, is this an equity thing or what's this round? New York's a shit show. We have some clients that are trying to get into that shit show. Yes. We have some interest in it, mild, but then you have to understand that the math just doesn't add up uh, when I go over how many licenses they're going to be giving out and then also how inside baseball it is because they're only really going to be giving these out to um, the the, the connected. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Immediately from the drop, New York would have one dispensary per 19,000 people, which makes it like 6,000 people more than... Uh, or less than Illinois dispensaries. So Illinois dispensaries would be worth more. So would Maryland dispensaries. So would Mar- uh, Missouri dispensaries. And the people in New York really want it, though. And so they're really excited. Sure. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, again, this is like arbitrary supply and demand, right? Like, if they just let it happen, though, like, you know, I'm going to benefit from this. I can't get too mad, but also I can't get, like, what's right and wrong. Like, eventually federal legalization is going to be like a, a no-brainer where the everybody has an equal chance but right now uh it's the gamble right like we just put in for an app uh i really do think though a lot of it is inside right like your guys's first round with that kgb i really don't think there was transparency in their point system there but you know what are you gonna actually it was kpmg but yes i understand and then now it's it's rgm or really still our rsm really still mcladry and Jeez. RSM and McGladry consolidated, but they always hire. And then, but that's kind of what we do at Collateral Base. We're, we're, we're glossing that line between law firm and advisory firm. Uh, yeah. Our next hire might it would be great if we could hire a CPA with a JD. If you were tuning in and you have both a JD and a CPA, you should email me uh, or visit um, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and get in touch. What's the gamers uh, arguing that all legalization is a shit show? Which that's what I mean. It's just like no matter state to state, it's a it's a gamble. But that's what you're doing, right? You're gamifying the system right now at this point. It's the only thing you can do to like even be a player or a part of it. Yeah, it's um, it's a mess. Let me tell you. Hey, there is something important going on though in the state of Kentucky here. In just a couple of weeks, I'd say that it's trending. It's clearly not, but I'm going to still give it the bumper. Yeah, I saw this. Race, the Kentucky governor race is getting a lot tighter than I'd like. Uh, so the last time that I saw this, it said that uh, Governor Bashir was ahead by about 16 points. This one is the Kentucky governor's race uh, done out of October 19th, 2023 from 1,845 likely election voters. Key findings. 
Uh, Two-thirds of remaining undecided voters are Trump supporters, rut-row, which means that they may break to the conservative. The majority of undecided voters are Republicans and self-identified conservative. While Bashir has maintained a consistent league, he will struggle to hit 50% because of his ties to unpopular President Joe Biden. Uh, Bashir and Cameron are now knotted up at 47% with uh, 47 to 45 with Bashir up by two points and the undecideds at eight points. But then if they break uh, Republican, it can be really, really bad. This may completely derail uh, cannabis legalization in the state of Kentucky for the next four years. So if you are thinking about voting in the Kentucky race because you are joining us from Kentucky and thank you so much for joining us, don't forget to you know come back because we care about you. But also subscribe. Uh, anyway, good. The problem is that if this guy loses in two weeks, I'm not going to be able to do the type of work that I otherwise would be able to in Kentucky. Elections matter in our industry. Big time. 100%. Big time. You've seen what happened in the Dakotas. It happened in the Arizonas in the 90s. And it might have, and it happened in Virginia with Glenn Youngkin. That was a legalization story that failed to launch. And if Kentucky votes for, uh, Cameron, as opposed to Bashir, what's going to happen is going to be different and probably worse. And so a uh, help Governor Bashir win again in uh, Kentucky. And I remind you that uh, Bashir signed medical this year. So he's the one. That's he's pro- the one. It's his administration. Yeah, it's his mm-hmm. administration that wants it. You get the other admin and it's the Democrat. You get the uh, conservative administration in there. They're going to just they're going to do the same thing Glenn Youngkin did in Virginia. They're going to derail everything. They're going to replace the entire system with one guy. And nothing moves when one guy has to process all the applications, especially if they make those applications as complex as they made them in medical cannabis dispensaries in like Georgia or Illinois or uh, Maryland or, or New York or New Jersey. I mean, medical cannabis license applications were insane. And then you have one guy who's trying to, like, read all that stuff. No way. Well, nothing will like happen. You, like you said, South Dakota, she said, uh, you know what? Even though you passed it, we're just going to turn. Like, I don't understand. Voters were confused. The voters were confused. We're going to overturn the will of the people. I think I think Republicans are used to that. I'm sorry. Same thing could happen in Ohio after it passes, because if it passes in Ohio, the the polls there look better. Mm. But if it passes in Ohio, then you're going to have the Republican legislature start shaping it how they want it shaped. Oh, sure. Sure. It won't be fair and it won't be uh, for the people. Um, and I just, I just don't get the people that are still like in that poll that talked about the unpopular president, like what opposed to who opposed to the other guy, the last guy. Oh yeah. That guy was really, really winning. It still is. Come on. Well, it, um, it's bad. And so like most people don't care about our industry. If you're tuning in, you really care about weed. Yeah. And, and then the legalization of it. And then also you might even be in the industry. One of the things that we're going to have at our dispo and we might we might have found a location. We'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah. um, it, it's it's important. The policy and the person, uh, the, the regulators and the relationship that you have with them and who puts them in place. It's it, it's one of the more political industries that are out there, you know, that oh, gambling yeah, industries and and. Um, alcohol industries aren't near as political as the cannabis industry i think part of that is because of the extra barrier we're going through right 100 years of stigma and just like misinformation um 
you know it was like this whole like you can't smoke a joint and ride a bike at the same time like people believe that people think this all crazy reefer madness stuff and and they vote sure do <laughs> and their vote equals yours yep i know it's it's um it's not the best but that's where we're at and then it, it's two weeks out so i really hope that we get to work in Kentucky in 2024 and 2025. And they, they have applications that roll out the system that's in place now. And that administration would staff that, uh, that, oh, sure. that new body. So they would process it. It's on their agenda. Cameron's not on that agenda. They would probably gut the program just like Glenn Youngkin gutted the Virginia legalization program after he was elected, just like Christian Nome or whomever is in North Carolina sued her own state because the voters were clearly confused. This has also happened in Florida. It's happened in Arizona. It's, it's going to probably happen in Ohio after Ohio votes to legalize it. They need to mm. stop politicizing the plan. Yeah. Yeah. They need it, to. It is- remind people it's easier to get something before it starts right it's not well, like uh they have a like right now you, you couldn't imagine them stopping illinois's rec market right like like all of no, a sudden no but then illinois is almost a super majority like a uh, liberal state and so well, gonna, yeah pretend wise like just say all of a sudden everybody's like ah oh, whatever we want to go red and then they the red, whoever's in charge goes oh we're gonna stop this i don't agree with it right that wouldn't happen because of the lawsuits and then no, they, also, they like the taxes too. Yeah, like they like the five hundred million dollars in tax dollars. But 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 wouldn't like also like at the time like once you kind of let the can out of the worms, you know, it's it it, it it the toothpaste out of the tube. You know, law enforcement's not going to go after these places that are you know business is already happening as long as they don't start like I guess creating legislation against it. You could target it, but they in the meantime, do. I mean, like they'll create yeah. legislation and sit. So, the 2024 could bring a whole bunch of new raids if the definition of hemp changes. Mm-hmm. And and so then, you know, all those, like some people in the chat are like Asheville, North Carolina has got tons of shops. Yeah, that's THCA. Now imagine that's illegal. There yeah. you go. There you go. It sells THCA fire. That is currently <laughs> hemp. That is. And so that, that we're going to talk about a lawsuit from California here in a minute. And that lawsuit mm. is trying to shut that crap down because why are there two levels of rules for the same good? How right. come you and I have to go try to win a Kabuki theater license and then do the compliance game, do the regulation game, do the tax game, be teetotaler, well, not teetotalers, rule followers straight up to the, the edge, yeah. doing everything right and above board. Or you could just say it's hemp because it's THCA. Uh, or Delta eight vapes. And, and so it's this huge thing that I can see them fixing, but the FDA is pathetic. It's not funded. Like it don't, they don't know how to understand how to regulate this stuff. They almost need to commission like a whole new administration wing for weed. Oh, uh, yeah. That's job is to regulate cannabis, both on the hemp side and on the, the you know, the cannabinoids. Sure, the recreational side. I mean, that, that's the kind of the issue here in Washington state. I, you know, I've talked about it before where, they actually created a rule against hemp extracts, right? They're trying to regulate any any portion of this plant coming into the state because they know, you know, like they're losing their tax dollars that for for whatever, you know, the CBD products. You know, they're trying to say only you can sell it in the pot shops, right? Certain products and, and you can't sell hemp derived because like you're saying, the guy who has to go by all the rules, grow uh, 100 pounds of uh, 27% THC, and then you got the hemp farmer 
who's growing hundreds of acres. And then he just extracts that Delta eight into Delta nine and then puts right. it into the recreational market, you yep. know, and then you have stuff market. like, like it's Missouri, like, you know, Missouri, they just had a round, like we won a dispensary for a client. I'm very thrilled yep. about it. And as soon as these guys have won these licenses, they immediately try to sell them because it's social equity. You like one of the regulations for Missouri social equity was be poor. Like yeah. document that you have less than $250,000 in net assets and that you make a particular multiple of the poverty rate for your wage. Like be not wealthy. And then that will make you eligible to get a Missouri social equity license. So of course they're going to be selling this yeah. as soon as they get it. You knew they didn't have any money. That was one of the requirements. Don't have money. But like, doesn't that serve the purpose then that they flip it for like a million, two million dollars, right? Like, like now you've made money. Now you can live however we're supposed to live. Like yes uh, and no. And so yeah. like they aren't allowed to exit. They're allowed to sell right. up to fifty percent on the front end, and then after they're operational, they can sell the remaining fifty plus percent because the social equity of Missouri, you have to have more than fifty percent, so fifty point one percent. Right. But you can sell like 49.9% on the front end, you know, before you're operational. But then on the back end, if you want to sell that 50.1%, it has to be another social equity applicant. Oh my gosh. Miggy, time, is it already 20 past the hour? Did we do yeah, it again? Yes, is sir. it 420 somewhere? What a deal. Smoking hey, we got him. Uh, so smoking we got him. I got a, a fresh bowl right over here myself. Heck yeah, man. I tell you what, we got some new stuff that we can talk about. Did you know that the United States Postal Service sent us a very unsavory email <laughs> on Friday? I'm not kidding. Like the USPS knows about uh, us over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Uh, they sent a cease and desist letter to us, to me. Uh, on Friday, like it's it's called fuck you Fridays in the legal profession. There's stuff that's sitting on your desk that you know you need to get out, especially in litigation. And so you get it out on Friday between the hours of 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. And you fuck you. And then you write down that time and then the litigation moves forward to another stage. Uh, so anyway, somebody from the United States Postal Service uh, saw and by somebody, I mean, like their lead the trademark and no, yeah, yeah. So like the lead people for their trademark and for their IP uh, section in, in the post office sent us a cease and desist. And the funny thing is, and so like we have gone through now and scraped it and gotten rid of them all. And so this one is where we're talking about, you know, and so if you can go over to cannabisindustrylawyer.com and, and in our search bar, like, you know, it's right up there at the top, just search for Maryland. And you'll get tons of information because Maryland is open for business right now. Uh, Maryland is a limited market state, super social equity license. Uh, take a chance, make some money. And one of the things that we had on here was a postage stamp that we got from Canva. And so like, you know what oh. Canva is? You know, never, yeah. Maybe maybe people know what Canva All right. So like it was in their, wow. um, it was in their database. And so like, they're like, hey. Yeah. Stock image database. And, it, and they, they said we were doing it for Minnesota and for Maryland because in Canva, they have taken pictures of these 
50 states uh, postage stamps, which the USPS owns the trademarks for, and mm. they did not like us using them over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com for commercial purposes. And I'm like, we got these from Canva. We aren't trying to do anything against you uh, for your trademarks, USPS. And, and so we had to pull them down. But uh, do you know what we used then? Uh, we used, but then like, so like that right there, uh, we used uh, Bing to create some AI That's videos right. or like some AI and, and you can't put like, so Dolly three is Bing images right now. And so you can go to, uh, let's, let's do that Bing image, image creator. Uh, and so this is powered by Dolly three, which is their, their large language model. And, um, uh, you cannot tell it weed. And so I gave it the, uh, the prompt. Maryland social equity dispensary and cultivation licenses. And uh, that worked. So like dispensary and cultivation works. Weed, it does not work. You can't say weed. I just think it's so sad that you got flagged using, you know, we try to go within the lines, right? You you paid for the Canva thing. You know, you would hope that their stock images and all this stuff are legit, but... But like, I couldn't have put this in there and had Dolly 3 write this. Dolly 3 knows what it is, right? They know yeah. what the AI knows when you say dispensary or cultivation, what oh, yeah. you're referring to. And so here's a license, a Maryland social equity license. Uh, cool. And so hopefully the post office does not own uh, the rights to this um, piece <laughs> of artificial intelligence artwork created by Dolly 3. Shout out to Microsoft. Um, Interestingly enough, they are in Washington State. Go oh, figure, yeah. right? Oh, OpenAI is definitely a, the thing. Uh, yeah, man, it's just like when we got flagged uh, from that little website that I was helping out with, and then uh, AP News decided, you know, because you you think you're just doing like a little blog spot, you're just doing a little, just doing a little writing, and I need an image right. on there, and I'll Google some stuff and maybe slap a title on there, and they're like, no, that's our image. And you're like, okay, I don't want to be broke for the rest of my life. Right, right on, right on. All right. And to, to wrap up with Maryland, man, uh, on Friday, before I got the Dunning letter, uh, I made sure to do a social equity lottery application uh, webinar. We take 26 minutes, go over everything about how it's scored, and, and it is on our YouTube channel. It was big news uh, last week, October 19th. That was Thursday. They dropped the actual application. And so like the MCA, the Maryland Cannabis Administration, dropped the application there. So it was, it was great. It was like the day before, and I was able to go through. And interestingly enough, m many federal uh, employees live in Maryland. So when we got mm. that Dunning letter from the United States Postal Service, we're proud because somebody in their network is interested in getting a cannabis. Yeah, oh, no, for real, though, right? But now, correct me if I'm wrong, because yeah. uh, like what you just did, you kind of explain to people how they can apply for themselves, but hmm? you offer like a package where like they can sign up with you, they're going to do the package, but also say you win. There's going to be right. a buyout, right? Like, right. And so options. this one, we have a, we have an offer for super social equity only, like, you know, and so like, you can't apply like you, uh, Nikki, like your social equity, your super social equity in Illinois stand, but like, you don't fit the definitions. And so you could be like a plaintiff in, in a lawsuit to like, try to fight how they defined it in Maryland. But, uh, the definition in Maryland is really, really strict. And, uh, and so they're helping the social equity get certified first. And then they go and do their actual application and then they're giving them like business plan templates and all that other stuff. 
And so we will help. It's called the review, redact and uh, revise if necessarily. So like they gave you like, here's how you pass. Here's how you would fail. Try to pass. And so like somebody who's social equity would have to prove it their social equity and then we'll give them like a super deal on review, redact, revise. But then they, they would agree to hire us if they win. Right on. That kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I'm just trying to help you out. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those like you can you can make it like really, really low end on the front end, but then like they are telling you that if you win, you need all these things. It's still going to cost oh, yeah. three million dollars to get operational, and you still have to be compliant. It's just like in Illinois or in New York. So you're you're giving this license to somebody that you say is social equity, and you're only you're you're not even like Missouri's like sell forty nine and a point nine percent of it before you're operational. Uh, Illinois is similar to that. I put 51, so they have 1% more. Maryland, it's 65%. So they're only allowed to sell 35%, which is probably going to create um, a chilling effect, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, in all this, like the whole social equity, I know a lot of people get mad. They call it a scam or whatever, you know, when uh, uh, lawyers are involved. But, like, ideally... Like the deal we're doing, like, you know, you, you as my partner and, and, and we're going here in this two feet, you know, we have somebody who's going to invest with us. I couldn't have done that by myself. I don't, I don't know these circles. I don't know people. I wouldn't know where to apply, you know, because this is not my day-to-day care. I don't, I don't do business finances. I don't, you know, I understand making money and doing things, but I just don't understand C-Corps. I don't understand layers. I don't understand the financier type side. And, and so you need someone like you, someone who knows the circle, someone who can pull $2 million or whatever it is that's going to be involved. Write a check for it. Yeah. You yeah, need somebody who sure. can write a check for $2 million, which yeah. is like difficult. And then like they say, be operational in six months. And you knew there was social equity when you gave them that license. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, there's definitely groups of people who, who out there pull their money, you know, family groups and other like investor communities who, who are small, like, say they were like managers of something and they took pull their money together and now that you have enough to to to, to, to be involved but you still got to create that group you still need to and if you don't have that going in you're not going to have it at all <laughs> right on man we got some news out of oregon we got some news yeah. out of hawaii we got some news out of california we're going to do a, a west coast Roundup, which of course makes a lot of sense. And then we'll play some Name That Strain uh, in a few minutes. So this one's out of Oregon. Uh, Oregon is seeing cannabis associations announce merger in wake of local industry challenges. A cannabis industry association is invariably created by every state as they legalize. Invariably. And so Oregon had so much uh, success in legalizing by the amount of licenses, at least, and the size of the market. Um, They had more than one. They had the Oregon Cannabis Association, the OCA, and also the Cannabis Industry Alliance of Oregon. And so they have decided to merge. Uh, I could think of several ones in Illinois as well. I could see those merging in like another five, 10 years because the point of the uh, trade show or the trade administration, um, that nonprofit, is mm-hmm. to make money, oh, even sure. though it's a nonprofit. Yeah. Well, it's either they merge or die, because I've I've seen that here in Washington, where right. like the NCI is really strong, but there's a couple others that are no longer mentioned, or you don't, you know, they have no influence. So, hey, visit our Facebook if you like to see dank memes and Tom's uh, business uh, uh, you know, proposals Posts. and. Uh, 
yeah. the show, the live. <laughs> yeah, the show's live right now on Facebook. But one of the things that we hope for Schedule 3 THC is that when you try to find us on Facebook, you actually can't. I don't know. Um, we may have to change it from not free THC to like free the maybe free the is like available. And then so that I, I, on Instagram, for example, I used to be cannabis industry lawyer and I changed the S in cannabis to a Z to see if I got around whatever. Because if you try to search for us on Instagram, you will also not find it, which is just yeah. so like frustrating. I should have called it like happy lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> The the good guy so happy? Trust me. There are a lot of broccoli memes in this account, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, and I think we tried changing it before. And again, it's the uh, the stigma of the plant. Like, like I've tried, you know, it doesn't allow us to do a lot of things for whatever reason, because we're the bad guys. Right. I mean, All right. Well, let's go to the islands then. And I'm talking yeah. about the Hawaiian islands. Uh, Island hopping, a new cannabis wholesale route in Hawaii. This is out of MJ Biz. Don't forget. Miggy and I are going to be at MJ Biz here in about yeah. uh, five weeks. You could join us in Vegas. MJ BizCon 2023 tickets are now on sale. I like how that's how they start their articles. We one day, code, maybe we? we will have. Well, we do, but I don't have it on us. And so, like, oh. Mita has one. They don't respect okay. us, like the, the MJ Biz people. <laughs> maybe we can get a CLN 2023 code. Somebody needs a job whose job is to get that code. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. island hopping though. This is a this is a new thing though uh, uh, for each island now to have uh, access to cannabis. It's going to be huge. Yep, hopping on board and exp uh, to expand product offerings to thousands of MMJ patients. Industry operators don't want to share their details because you know flying with weed is still like that federal crime. One Maybe. one crime at a time. Yes, uh, lawmakers approved legislation allowing state licensed companies to sell wholesale weed to cannabis businesses on other islands and the regulations there took effect in August. And so the inter island cannabis commerce is being celebrated at least by some industry circles. It should be all industry circles. Why not? Well, in February, uh, we may have a booth at a trade show in Hawaii. I, uh, okay. I'm not currently planning on attending, but there is evidently a, a trade show in Hawaii and there's going to be more licenses coming, which is fantastic. You know, as a as a former California resident and a half Polynesian, I've always found it sad that Hawaii took so long to to get even where they're at now. You know, like Chris Christie or not Christie, Robert Roger Roger Christie, the, Roger the Christie, THC. yeah, five years in prison with no sentence. Like 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 it's just heinous how they treated the plant there, and it's like why? What what is like? They have all this meth and, and ice issues, but yet the weed is the probably uh, tourism. Yeah. The people who run Hawaii probably hate it. Well, just like growing up, I always thought San Diego was going to be like this uh, hub of cannabis. And uh, it's not it just because. No. Isn't it? No. And here's the disappointment. So like when I did that live, because uh, I, I grew up a mile from the beach, that shop was 15 miles from the beach. It was like there's this barrier of well-to-do's who do not want cannabis. Uh, you know, rec I guess they don't like money. I don't know if they like uh, uh, civility. I don't know what their issue is. Well, we have a story about San Diego. Oh, San yeah. Diego cannabis brands. Also, rim, bang, we're going right back to the MJ Biz. Again, yeah. they start every blog post hustling tickets to MJ BizCon 2023. Come and hang out with uh, Miggy and me. So anyway, yeah. 
San Diego marijuana retailer brands are suing 10 competitors that sell hemp-derived cannabinoid products, according to court documents obtained by MJ Biz Daily. You want to know why you could obtain court documents? Because they are public records. Either way, uh, in Superior Court, and this was actually filed on September 14th, uh, uh, these, these companies right here, these ones, are suing those companies. One of them is Cookies Creative Consulting and Pr Pr Promotions, Inc., by the way. I believe that's the, the parent C-Corp to Cookies. They are saying, hang on a second there, bro. Uh, you can't be just selling all this Delta 8 and THC and, and getting around all the, the licenses that we had to get. Uh, and there's a lawsuit about whether these products that claim to be hemp are going to be allowed in California. And then the, the license holders, some out of the San Diego areas, are blaming the 200, 2018 Farm Bill for flooding the market and so the woes of the California cannabis market are being blamed on the hemp market. Riddle me this, Batman. Why are they suing the competitor when they should be suing the state? Because it's not their... You know what I mean? You can't hit the player. You got to hit the game. Ooh. No, you hate that player that's not playing the game. And so there's two... There's the same game, but then there's two sets of rules. And so, right. like, why is the same game operating under two sets of rules? <laughs> That's what oh, that's they're so like they're they're saying like this is not fair that they're able to do all these things and I think they're sure. also alleging that it exceeds the amount and so like they're saying that it's going beyond the point three some of their products so they're trying to disqualify the products but shouldn't they really be going after the whoever's the law enforcement the cannabis bureau board or whatever in California right like CCA or whoever they are because there's a there's an authority that's in charge of the cannabis market so shouldn't they just be pressuring them as far as the rules. They're trying to get an injunction against all the CBD and uh, Delta 8 and Delta 9 the purported 2018 Farm Bill hemp brands and get them enjoined from conducting business. But how, because can the court do that though? The court can yes. pretty much create a, a barrier. It's called an injunction. Or... Right, yeah. Mm, yeah. And so it's, it's equitable relief. But whether or not they're going to win, I, I don't know. I am not on I, that case. Yeah. Sure. I just think it's misguided. I, I, I don't see... I think it's the I think it's the industry. Like, why does why are they able to sell the same products in substantially the same format, but say that it's hemp? Shitty laws without having to get a license. Shitty laws. Shitty laws. That's right. And so yeah. uh, you you see them uh, saying like, well, how are we going to do this? And then you could see that the states would also be like, yeah, these shitty laws are allowing these guys to just go ahead and operate, and we aren't getting any of that tax money. And then the guys that are operating in, in California, they're saying, like, the reason why our business is bad is because their business is good. Sure. And they're just, you know, so why did we do all this and spend all this money and get compliant when we didn't have to? Oh, yeah. No, but that's the same argument that happened here at Washington State. But yet then the uh, LCB, Liquor Control Board, Cannabis Board, uh, made rules trying to identify cannabinoids and, uh, you know, trying to say who can sell where. So... I'd imagine this should have been the state issue, but uh, I don't know. It's the way the farm bill was written back in 2018, because it just is this huge loophole that you can drive a bus through. Um, I think there's going to be, hopefully there's one set of rules. I mean, like you're trying yeah. to sell this product for its cannabinoid, for its THC cannabinoids. I mean, you're you're then, like, why are you trying to like say, oh, put the word Delta 9 on the definition and we got this one, that one, the other one. Why don't you just take out Delta 9 and just have the THC on there? Well, then we yeah. can do THCO and all these other ones. 
But that's where it gets weird because the USDA and the FDA both have authority to regulate various things. And it depends. And so the USDA has the authority to regulate hemp cultivation, but not its production and its creation of um, furnished goods that you could then have for human consumption. That would be the Food and Drug Administration. Those mm. guys have four people who work there. That's it. Four. The whole state. The yeah. whole country. I'm kidding. Not four, yeah. but like it's it's a, a small number. I get it. It, it, it's way oh, uh, understaffed and also underfunded. So that's why they haven't written any regulations for the industry for five years. Well, and there's know, no plans they, for them to get them done. If they could just stop finding cannabinoids too. I really think that's messing people up, right? All these THABs and Cs and Ds. That's, like, how, that's how chemistry works. There's a lot of ca oh, cannabinoids no. out there. Yeah, but 100%. then if, if they're going to have a... They're gonna, okay, so... They're, they may introduce a new thing, but then the farm bill only speaks to the, the Agricultural Marketing Act. And so a, a cannabinoid extract or a cannabinoid, uh, you know, those those other things that they take, they, they harvest the hemp, they do chemistry, and then they get uh, products that they can sell. They introduced, and by they, I mean Canra, the Cannabis Regulators Association of America. They want to create a new thing called like a, a cannabinoid derived product. But I don't think that's in the farm bill. That's not what the farm bill is mm. for. The farm bill is for agricultural commodities, not finished products. And so then you would have to say, all right, well, why don't you amend that or create this new definition and put it over in FDA? Or yeah. how about the Controlled Substances Act? Why don't you put it in that and say, like, that's a schedule? Uh, but then they're like, no, 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 you can't schedule this stuff. Well, then how are you supposed to regulate it? Well, no regulations. Yeah, but that's what seems weird, like, you know, with the 80s and designer drugs, right? Like, when right. they kept popping up with all these new, like, Molly or whatever, and they're like, we just can't make the rules fast enough for the, the scientists. Well, kind of the same thing applies to cannabis, you know? So, I mean, you're right. They should do a, one for the plant itself and then one for the cannabinoid extracts, right? But I don't know if they should be a schedule, though. I think it just should be a... I think it should be a new thing. And so, like, yeah. we know that FDA is overregulated or like overburdened, and we know that USDA is really just for the the, the agricultural co uh, cultivation side of it, or like you know cows and shit. Um, yeah. So why not create a new administration or a new wing, like a subset yeah. of like the ATF, where it's like, no, these regulators are only going to focus on this cannabis plant because all you people have no fucking clue what you're talking about. And then that, there's that, like the, the yeah. legalization comes with the charging. So for because uh, it needs an allocation in the budget. So you just say, all right, we're going to charge taxes. I hope it's like just like five percent. But, you know, they're crazy. Hopefully, so hopefully it's just five percent. And then that five nice. percent covers the, the budget for the administration and the regulations make sense. But we but have like you, almost a dysfunctional government, man. It's messed up. I mean, have you seen what's going on right now? <laughs> it's bad. It's fucking bad. Yeah. So it's like, where, where's our speaker? <laughs> the, the, I don't know. I, but Donald Trump ain't like the man to fix this problem. If anything, I could see him making it worse. And well, then you're like in 2028 and the AI is smarter than us by a country mile. And then we're all fucked. Oh, well. Well, we came pretty close to idioc idiocracy for real. But, uh, yeah. you know, and then again, leadership, right? It does matter. So, like, look at what's going on right now. Like, the, the fact that the the guy who who wears the, the 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 shaman sat in the speaker's house longer than Jordan or anybody else so far says yeah. a lot. Like like they have. I no... miss Pip O'Neill. We need to dig him <laughs> up, thaw him out, do a Frankenstein on him, put him back where he belongs as a speaker of the house. 
I, you know, it, it's just sad what's going on right now. And this is why I don't think, you know, uh, federally stuff will happen for until they get the shit together. But even then, who knows? But uh, we knows? got Georgia news. No, let's not do Georgia news. Let's oh, play some do... name that strain first and then all go right. to Georgia. Gotcha. Let's uh, let's break it down because we have some name that strain all of October. We've been going mm-hmm. over the October strains. This time is no different. I like the name of this one. This one is a uh, this one is a classic name for a Halloween strain. And if you have any uh, name that strain suggestions, go ahead and throw an email over to Miggy. That's 420binary at Yay. gmail.com. Also, That's if you right. any ideals for stories and shit, like I'm willing to like I need stuff to cover now. I might have more time on my hands, right? You do. One day. Uh, and <laughs> then there's day. a b- beautiful place where, where it'll be. Anyway, this, let's give some hints. This is a, a killer strain, bro. Uh, I love these parents. Listen to these parents. Blue dream crossed with rare dankness. Tell nice. me you wouldn't smoke that. And it has a very Halloween-esque um, uh, name. Uh, it, it's something that you would, you wake up from, like, you know, all. Yeah. And it's not Jack the Ripper. It ain't Pumpkin Patch. I love the, uh, the orange dream, creamsicle. The blue dream that. parent crossed with a rare dankness. Yeah, it is not Gorilla Glue number four. Have you had a rare dickness? I never had that from stream. No, no, I'd have to go to uh, Colorado and then uh, try to buy it. But um, that's where rare dankness comes out of. And then I thought rare dankness was like literally a brand, like an operator and not a show. Oh, sure. Yeah. But uh, it's a a strain, huh? Hey, Sergio. Uh, Yep. Is that our Sergio? Blue Dream crossed with rare dankness oh there's so many of them uh That's and so that good. let me just yeah, go into the yeah rare dankness rare dankness comes from Ooh, rare dankness seeds. oh really nice Whoa. nightmare yeah, it's pretty close nightmare is kind of close not a nightmare something else but yeah rare dankness is actually the genetics and it is the brand and so rare dankness number one crossed with grape ape Oh, that is it. a California, Colorado classic. There it is. Night Terror OG. We're going to go to the Leafleys and uh, give you a little update on Night Terror OG. It is a calming indica crossed by, of course, crossed with Blue Dream and Rare Dankness. Effects that are buzzy, tingling, relaxing, and melting away stress after a long day. We got blueberries, lemon, pine, and diesel notes. One size fit all strain at 70, 30 indica sativa. It is good for stress and insomnia, but it also has a spooky October Halloween name. So that's why we went with that one. I like Kevin in the paints. Spooky pants. That should be a strain. I really think that should be a strain. All right. Give us a few years. <laughs> what are you smoking? Yeah. Spooky pants. Spooky pants. Oh my God. I've heard of that strain. Oh, it's hilarious. Hey, you know, we're going to have to buy some spooky pants in Georgia. We have a story out of Georgia that I should oh, now yeah. go uh, queue up. This is what I would file under terrible ideas, but we will see. We will see. This might be the beginning and end of the Georgia cannabis industry. There it is. You and, think? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Georgia will be the first state where pharmacies get the right to sell cannabis. 
Um, man, I just want that ad to go away. That is annoying. CNN, you suck. The banner had lied will be at. So for the past year and a half, medical uh, cannabis CEO Gary Long has spent a lot of his time reassuring Georgia's small town mayors about what will soon be coming to their local pharmacy, medical marijuana. Yep, medical weed going direct to pharmacies. Nationwide chains such as CVS and Walmart, not into it. But 130 local pharmacies said yes. The state has more than 400 independent pharmacies maybe ready to sell legal THC. Now, again, the legal THC in Georgia for its medical program is quite low. The content has to be 5% or less, and you are not allowed to do it in any form that is plant smokable. It can only be THC oil, tinctures, topicals, capsules, and lozenges. But if 400 independent pharmacies are selling Georgian medical cannabis, 90% of Georgians will be within a 30-minute drive to their local dispensaries. And it would be unlike anything else that I've ever seen. Like the dispensaries are already there. They're the pharmacists, the independent pharmacists in that state. And at 400 dispensaries and about 13 million people, you're looking at the ratio that we like to see in these limited market states so that our financial models don't break. They're going to have to also create a whole new section i mean depending on supply and demand right like uh i mean are they going to create like the in the old school adult videos you know like they had the adult section where you had to walk back because i mean you're not, you're like, are they going to put it with the pills like no they said they aren't going to put it next to coke zero coke zero i mean so it's gonna be on shelves like like regular stuff it's going to be somewhere in the pharmacy no I probably see in the probably in the safe you know, because right. like, it's a pharmacy, so it could have like a DEA and it probably does have a DEA approved safe because they probably have Schedule 2 narcotics there. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they already have, I mean, I, I don't know. They're going to have to create new space depending on the supply and demand. Uh, hopefully, Jordan's, uh, you know, just want it. And then won't they have to like shape the rules again, you know, at that point? Rules change all the time. Exactly. New year, new rules, they say. New year, new rules. No doubt. Right. Hey, man, we got some. Uh, let's do the stock news after we do another story. So break up the bumpers a little bit. Here's some sure. some good stuff. You know, they published this cannabis related arrests increased in 2022. This is coming out of the Gondrepreneur reporting from um, data published by the United States. The FBI data said that there was 20. No, I'm sorry. Two hundred and twenty seven thousand one hundred and eight arrests up from 219,489 arrests the previous year. This is a far cry from when Miggy and I were, when first met each other, it was like almost 700,000 arrests a year. Back then the day, like in 2010 or so, before all the legalization yeah. started, 20, 2007, you'd have like 700,000 arrests for cannabis a year. Well, and then this said this recently is increased. So, you know, it seems like it's like a, a wave, right? Like uh states are legalized and, and what are they calling like uh arrest does, does that mean like you got pulled over for smoking or 92 you know? percent were for possession only yeah so i mean i don't know it, tickets what, what's going on here uh is it all arrest yep <laughs> i don't think it's all florida but um it's been going down so from 2019 to 2020 cannabis arrests have fallen 30 36 percent 
for example, in 2020, more than 350,000 people were arrested for cannabis. And, and now it's down to 227,000. So if Florida legalizes, New York just legalized, if Texas legalizes, you're going to see that go down even further. Uh, but, you know, it's we should get the chart. Like back in the day when we were doing that Facebook page and I wrote that book, like in 2010, I swear it was like 700,000 a year. Well, and then also we're talking about federal, uh, you know, uh, was against normal citizens, right? Like there was a lot, 20, 2011 series of raids, all the different operations uh, uh, against cannabis. You know, there's just been hell, even California with their camp. They got a whole police division devoted to just fucking grows. So we've yeah. come a long way, but, you know, there's still well, like, the, Yeah, we've come a long way. But this next story out of New Jersey is a perfect example of the stigma. Exactly. Check this out. Jersey, Jersey City sues New Jersey in a bid to halt cops from using cannabis. This is out of the New Jersey Monitor from last week. Uh, and there it is. The New Jersey. I'm sorry. It's just called Jersey City. Jersey yeah. City Mayor Steve Fullup is full up shit when he says that he needs to keep his cops from smoking cannabis off duty. But he filed an 18 page complaint on Monday using your dime, Jersey City. Uh, to argue that because federal law prevents anyone who uses a controlled substance from possessing a firearm, Jersey City cannot employ police officers who use legal cannabis. Advancing a case, a line of cases that has been overruled in states as conservative as Oklahoma, saying that your Second Amendment right to carry a firearm yeah. is better than this Schedule One prohibition, especially when your state has legalized it or you're a medical patient. You know, this guy's legal team was reaching, though. They were like, we got to figure out a way so the cops don't have fun and feel good. And, you know, because they got their own PTSD. So Right. So prevent them from using a legal substance in their own state. Yeah. Uh, that is not legalization. That is stigma. That's double standard. That is, I mean, like even possession limits are a double standard when it comes to alcohol. You can go buy like Everclear. Like I, I always chuckle when I'm at the uh, supermarket or, you know, going out to buy groceries and you see Everclear in the alcohol selection and it's like in the bottom shelf. You're like a toddler could reach that. That is yeah. pure grain alcohol able to be reached by a toddler. And you're fine with it, society. But it, God it, forbid there was a trace of THC in that. Yeah. But honestly, dude, uh, you know, like with cops like consuming cannabis, I mean, cops are teetotalers just because they have to, right? Because of their position. Whereas... If the, you let them, let them be relaxed. Maybe there'll be less, you know, of all the negative shit that happens because cannabis is medicine, right? It is something that, you know, we self-treat ourselves. And so, you know, this could be something to help their PTSD or their anxieties or whatever it is that gets them through because you're carrying a gun all day. But like, this is a bullshit reason. And again, this is one of those ones where like, aren't they like uh, questioning like now with the, the Biden, Hunter Biden and drugs? Like they're trying to like, like, trying to figure out what the gun situation and, and drugs again where's the nra well the NRA has never been around they're they're keying up though a wonderful federal question and seeing if that yeah. will be something that decides the case and guarantees the american second amendment rights and i hope that it does but uh, we have another story and then we're pretty much done for the week uh, here we go we got some pot stock news Good. Arizona 
Cresco Labs. Cresco has sold out of Arizona to Arizona Business Encanto, an affiliate of Mint Cannabis. Shout out to them. The mover, the move comes as Cresco gets out of uh, Arizona and goes longer into New York by taking out another 20 plus million dollars, 25.3 million dollar mortgage in Ellenville, New York. Damn. Do you know how much a Arizona license is worth, Miggy? Well, it costs like two million just to get it, right? No, no. Arizona licenses just for the paper very often trade at like up to, you know, nine million is like one of the cheaper ones that I've heard of for the medical sure. cannabis vertical. Uh, mostly they try to sell those licenses for, you know, 20 ish million dollars. They got out for $6.5 million, probably because of shelf space. So Cresco's a grow though, right? Or the actual physical store? Like Cresco is vertically integrated. Cresco is a publicly mm. traded stock. It has lost about 90% of its value and they just were not able to uh, get into uh, the market. Not only that, not only was Cresco not to, able to, Vexed Science and Air Wellness also not able to get into those markets. Are those MSOs as well though? Oh yes, they are. Okay. I just find it that these MSOs pull out of states. It, 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 it's more of a reflection on their business model than it is the actual state. Yeah, or their I mean? ability to execute. And yeah. so they have access to capital, but they can't deploy that capital as effectively as other operators in the industry, which means the capital has been misallocated is what I would describe it as if I was one of the board members of a hedge fund saying Seriously. we shouldn't have put our money behind this guy. Yeah. Well, they're like boats, right? You just keep throwing money into it, keep it afloat. It's all no, afloat. no, 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 no. That is that is not why you're supposed to run a company. You're supposed to run a company to maximize shareholder value. That's why you're supposed to run a company. I'm just saying, though, these Crescos and these other... Uh, you know, I mean, I'm surprised they've lasted as long as they have, but because aren't they also like based in like your state, like or in Illinois, yeah. where they've been part of the original, right? Like, that's their footing. They got it, you know, with that right. oligarchy money or whatever. They have connections and in Chicago, yeah. they would, they would have people like Chicago is all about who sent you, but, uh, that's, that's mm. basically our show. Oh, wait, I got that's one more show for the week. You got one got, more, Miggy's got Minnesota one more one. show. That and then about. that's our show for the week. So Minnesota, I thought this was a good one for, uh, you know, coming up for a state that's just legalized it, right? They get, uh, a lot of times I feel you like wanna, other you states. You throw me the, you got, okay, you got to share it. Good. Yeah. A lot of times I feel states have, have their shit ahead of times, even though like they're the after ones, right? Like they're the, uh, so they're, the ruling is Togerson ruling prohibits searches in Minnesota based on odor of cannabis. So I just ah, very that. good. So the Supreme court is ruling on that. That's their state. We're still waiting on Illinois. Illinois Supreme Court has not handed down this decision yet. But like, I just, it kills me that there's so many states ahead of us with lounges and, uh, you know, even some states don't let their, uh, here, I'll put it back. My bad. Um, some states allow their uh, cops to smoke, right? Like, I think that's the biggest misgiving in Seattle and Washington state is like, hey, let the cops smoke. Like, let, why is this just a divide, right? Like, People have this image of their like people join the military so they can be like, you know, protect America. People join police force because they want to protect. A lot of times people just need a job. A lot of times people are just people, you know? Yeah, it paid better and I got to carry a gun. It was great. But that's our show for the week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our webinar about Maryland social equity applications. If that applies to you, it's a very select few amount of people. And then if you're in the industry and you want to come on the program, you can go ahead and visit our social blue book profile and see that our audience is about 527,000 fans, uh, principally on Facebook. But then uh, here on uh, YouTube, we got about 48,000. And then uh, I don't really count instagram i just don't understand it i i'm not yeah. what instagram is looking for i think we're just connected in different ways but you know smash the like tickle subscribe give us some love watch this next video there yeah